have to tell you, no one really addressed my mental health. It was more physical. It was like, okay, exercise, eat right. But I was going through loneliness, depression, feeling like no one could understand me because they told me I was going to die, that it was a small percentage of a chance that I would live. So I went down a downward spiral and I didn't know how to get out of the hole. You're listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast where experts share experiences and the latest thinking on mental health and psychology. Here's your host, Gabe Howard. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Howard, and I want to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. You can get a week free by visiting betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. Calling into the show today, we have Bershawn Shaw. Ms. Shaw is appearing on this season of Bravo's The Real Housewives of New York City and is an international motivational speaker, business coach, author, and entrepreneur. She also hosts her own podcast, Buckle Up with Bershawn, where she challenges her listeners to live life on purpose. Ms. Shaw, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on here. Hello, hello, hello. I am so glad that you had time to call in. It's really appreciated. And honestly, I don't know where to start. We have such a short amount of time and so much to cover. So let's start with your stage four breast cancer diagnosis. You describe feelings of depression and loneliness, which is entirely understandable. But did did anyone address your mental health after that diagnosis? Or was the entire focus only on your physical health? You know... I have to tell you, no one really addressed my mental health. It was more physical. It was like, okay, exercise, eat right. But I was going through loneliness, depression, feeling like no one could understand me because they told me I was going to die, that it was a small percentage of a chance that I would live. So I went down a downward spiral and I didn't know how to get out of the hole. If nobody addressed this with you, how did you know what work to do? Research, 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 the internet, studying. Because remember, mental health is taboo. You don't want to tell people you're depressed and it's like, oh God, you know, there's a problem or you feel lonely. Mental health is now starting to become something where we can talk about it and not feel ashamed. 13 years ago, it was like, oh God, if she's depressed, she needs a pill or she needs something. So no one was really talking about mental health. No one was really talking about their issues. They were just like, yeah, I'm going to deal with it and get by. Now, thank God, people are really expressing themselves. And that's what I wanted to do back then, but there was no outlet. Mental health and physical health are intrinsically linked, yet people seem to disagree about it. Our minds live in our body. Our, our minds are our brains. That's our body. What are your thoughts on the concept of separating them out like we do into these two unique categories rather than just discussing mental health and physical health as simply health? I think we do ourselves a disservice by separating them. You're right. Our minds are a part of our body. Everything is mind, body, spirit. When you're off in one, you're off in all. You have to be in line. And that's why people are like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm all over the place. Like I'm misaligned because you're not aligned in your mind, your body, and your spirit. When you really take the time to meditate, to do affirmations, 
to manifest what you want, to be positive. And then you exercise to get your body right and your spiritual, whatever your spiritual journey is, believe me wholeheartedly, you will feel joy, love. That is what you will feel. Most people have never been diagnosed with breast cancer or as you worded it, been told that they were going to die. Can you talk about how you felt in those moments? That's a story that every time I think about it, I really can't believe. I had stage one breast cancer. It spread and metastasized to stage four. And I didn't know. I had bad back pains. Like my back was killing me. I went to doctors. I got x-rays. I was trying to figure out what is wrong with my back. Why is this happening? Until the doctor said, let's do an MRI. And I remember coming back to get the results. I thought nothing was wrong. I'm just going to get the results and go to lunch with my family. And the doctor said, sit down. And no one wants to hear the word sit down. I mean, those words really do jar you and shock you. He said, you've been diagnosed with terminal stage four breast cancer. Even to this day, I can't believe it. I still can't believe, wow, I was so healthy. Everything was going so right. But I always say cancer was and is my gift because it was a gift to wake up and start living and stop being afraid and stop living in fear. That was the gift. And now that journey of getting healthy, beating it, understanding that my time is now, stop waiting on life, do it now. That's what it taught me. So yes, that moment I went into the hallway and I said, God, if you keep me alive, please just keep me alive. I will motivate and inspire people all around the world. Just keep me alive. And that's what I've been doing since 2007. Let's talk about that motivation. This is a mental health show. This is Inside Mental Health, where we, we talk about all things mental health, mental illness, and psychology. We're, we're not a surviving breast cancer show. So I, I think one of the questions that I have and that I imagine the listeners have is, why didn't you become a prominent breast cancer advocate? Why are you a prominent mental health advocate? Well, because breast cancer is what happened. Mental health is what you go through. And what I realized is that, wow, so many people, when I speak about mental health, so many people were coming up to me and saying, you know what? I tried to kill myself. You know what? I'm depressed. I'm bipolar. I'm dealing with this. See, that was the avenue to open up for people to talk and share their story. Because it said, I'm just like you. I'm no different. I dealt with a life-altering issue. You're dealing with a life-altering issue or a life-changing issue. And during that, you have to deal with mental health. And so what my sweet spot was, was to help people during that journey. That's what I love, to help people going through what they're going through. Because they are alone. They don't have anyone to help. They don't have anyone to tell their stories to. They feel alone. I don't want anyone to ever feel like I felt. So that became my mission. Ms. Shaw, especially considering your own experience, do you believe that anyone who receives a serious diagnosis like, like stage four breast cancer should be immediately given mental health treatment? Everyone should have mental health treatments, right? So it starts yes. with you. <laughs> yes. So I don't believe it. It doesn't matter if you got a cancer diagnosis or you're just going to work every day. You're dealing with stress. You're dealing with chaos. You're dealing with a lot of stuff on a daily basis. So everyone needs it. Yes. I think 
it doesn't matter what you're doing, you need to check in. Everybody needs a check-in on their mental health. That is the problem. What's wrong with society now? Everyone doesn't want to do it because they're like, oh, no, therapist, I'm not crazy or I'm not doing it. Who said you're crazy? We're just saying you need a check-in on your life. How long did it take you to realize that from the time you were diagnosed? Is it something that you came about suddenly or did it linger? It didn't come suddenly. It came after saying that I need help. I need someone to talk to. No one can understand what I'm going through. No one can understand stage four, given a death sentence. No one can understand that pain. You can't understand. People are like, oh, I get it. No, you don't get it. You can never get that. So I really needed someone to talk to. My mental health, my psyche, you know, loneliness, feeling like I didn't have anyone, feeling like I was alone, feeling like I had no support. It can be so scary to ask for support. Do you have any advice or wisdom to share with our listeners about taking that first step and admitting that you might need mental health help? I think we need to start being honest with ourselves. We as people need to start being honest what we're dealing with. Because let me tell you and your listeners, everyone is dealing with something. Everyone has issues. You are not alone. In depression, in anxiety, worry, stress, in dealing with any kind of bipolar, uh, manic depression, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. Millions are like you too. Let's start talking about it. Take the first step and just talk to someone. Take the first step in getting the help you need. One of the things that you talk about that that I love is giving up fear. But the first time I heard it, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought, well, that's ridiculous. You can't give up fear. Should I just make more money, eat better, exercise more, lose weight? But but you did start to make sense. I, I That's why I'm asking the question. But for our listeners, how do you give up fear? Because at first glance, it just sounds absolutely impossible. It does sound impossible. Why? Because we're scared. Because we like the same. We like to be comfortable doing the same old thing. We don't like change. And that's why many people don't change. It's so funny. When I was getting my certificate and master's, they asked for an exercise. Do this exercise. If you drive to work, go a totally different way. Go a totally different way three times that week. And you know what? Only one person in the class did it. Why? Because we don't like change. No, I'm going to go the same way. I know how to get there. No, I'm not going to do it. You know, that way is too long. It can be an accident. In our mind, we will say anything that won't work. It's uncomfortable. Fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real. Why are you living in fear? Fear is just saying, oh gosh, this is going to happen. What if I die? What if I don't get the job? What if my marriage doesn't work? What if I leave and this? What if that? That's all the things that's not even there. You've made up your story to keep you stuck. Change the story, change your life. Change the story, change your life. It's simple, but you can hear the power behind the words. And of course, you practice what you preach. You personally use mindfulness techniques to combat your own depression. Can you explain what mindfulness is and how it can be beneficial to our listeners? Yes, I start every day with candles, affirmation, meditation, and manifestation. I've literally been doing that for 12 years. Mindfulness, being mindful in what you need, right? So we get up, we jump up. Oh, the kids, got to get the kids to eat. Let's go. My meeting starts at nine. Oh my God. In a frenzy, in a rut, all over the place. Stop and breathe and take care of yourself. 
Because if you're not great, no one else will be great. So mindfulness is being mindful of what you need. See, we're always like the kids, the kids, or my husband, my husband, my mom, my this, my that. If you're not okay, how can you help someone else? You can't. And that's why it never works. That's why things break down and they're never fixed because you never start on yourself. No one does the work. Do the work on yourself. You'll change everyone else. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I know managing my mental health and a busy recording schedule seemed impossible until I found BetterHelp Online Therapy. They can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. Just visit betterhelp.com slash psychcentral to save 10% and get a week free. That's betterhelp.com slash psychcentral. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Hey everyone, my name is Rachel Star Withers and I live with schizophrenia. I'm also the host of Inside Schizophrenia, a podcast that dives deep into all things schizophrenia, featuring personal experiences and experts to help you better understand and navigate schizophrenia. Inside Schizophrenia is a Psych Central and Healthline Media podcast, and we're available right now on your favorite podcast player. Check us out. This is your host, Gabe Howard, and I need a big favor. I would love for you to complete a short survey about the podcast, and then you'll be entered into a drawing for a chance to win a $50 Amazon gift card. We've heard from a handful of you, and we are so appreciative of the support, but we'd like to hear from more of you. Please go to psychcentral.com slash survey 40 to complete it now before the deadline on October 8th. So time is of the essence. Again, that's psychcentral.com slash survey 40. Void were prohibited by law. And thank you so much. And we're back with Brashad Shaw from the Real Housewives of New York City. Many people believe that if they're focusing on themselves, they're ignoring their responsibilities or they're being egotistical or fill in any word that you want. But people don't want to do self-care because they've convinced themselves that if you're paying attention to yourself, you're doing something wrong. How do we break out of that mindset? We break out by, (laughs) it's so funny, you're so right about this question. We break out by stop telling ourselves the lies. You see, we tell ourselves that because we don't want to do the work. You don't want to work on yourself. You know how hard it is to, it's not hard. Let me, let me take that back. It's not hard. We tell ourselves it's hard. We don't want to do the work. So we don't want to take the time to do meditation, do candles, do all this stuff. We don't want to do that. We sit and want to be comfortable. We want to put our feet up on the couch, do the same old thing, routine over and over again. Never doing the work. How do you ever get better? How do you grow? Cancer made me grow. How do you grow if you don't ever do the work? You never grow. It's just the same. Same thing, doing it over and over again. I don't subscribe to that. I'm a coach. I take you from where you are to where you want to be, period. Let's talk about your coaching for a moment. When you say that you take people from where they are to where they want to be, where do the majority of people want to go? Because I was thinking about that as you said it, and I thought, huh, where do I want to go? And it's all over the place. It's all over the place for me. I go from the heart. What do you really want? What makes you smile? What makes you happy? 
I go from what makes you happy and what do you want? See, people don't want to ask themselves because they realize, wow, I'm really not happy. And no one wants to really say I'm not happy. No one wants to say I'm not happy. I'm dealing with stress. I'm depressed. I'm lonely. You know, your number one thing, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Great. That's just a, a throwback line that we all say. How are you doing, Brashawn? I'm doing great. Am I really doing great? No, but I just say it. You mentioned that when people say, how are you, we're supposed to answer, it's fine. And in reality, if you don't answer, it's fine, people think that something's wrong with you, and yet they don't give you help. You know, like, for example, if you say, Gabe, how are you? And I say, oh, I'm, I've been very depressed. I've had a problem. The person who asked me thinks, "Ugh, Gabe's an oversharer. Ugh, why is Gabe doing this to me? So even though I have reached out for help to the person who asked me how I was, I'm still not getting the help I need. So my my specific question for you, Ms. Shaw, is what can the rest of us do when we ask people how they are and they say anything other than I'm fine? What should our response be? Because I don't think the average person knows what to do when somebody asks for help. Well, I think you're right, but it's because we put all of these stigmas up that we can't really share the truth. We have stigmas around it. That's why no one's getting the help. That's why all this is is a circle of toxicity around and around the same old thing, never getting the help. You should be able to say, you know what? I'm really not doing that well. And someone should really say, wow, what can I do? Do you need a listening ear? What do you need? But we don't do that because we never get the work and we never do the work. You're exactly right. People don't help. And they say, oh, you're sharing too much. But what if we change that? What if we change that and start sharing and start getting the help we need? I would love to see that change. Everybody listening would love to see that change. But let's talk about motivation for a minute. How? How do we find that motivation? I, I think back to my own bipolar disorder and depression. I was I was so fortunate to have close family and close friends who supported me. But what if you don't have that family support? What if you don't have those friends? How do you build that support? You have to find groups. There are so many groups out there. You have to just look online, support groups, internet. I mean, I found groups. Like, you have to do the work. You really have to do the work. If you Google mental health support groups in your area, on the internet, meetup groups, there are places you can talk on the phone, on the internet. You just have to take the first step. Therapy, coaching, right? You have to take the first step and know that you're not alone and you can't do it by yourself. The one silver lining to the pandemic and the, and the COVID-19 quarantines that a lot of support groups moved online and we really saw the benefit. Now, we had online forums and, and groups before, but they've really ramped up, especially with Zoom, where you can see other people or remain anonymous. It sounds like the first step, Ms. Shaw, is just to do something. You're absolutely right. Do something, right? So don't stay where you are. Do something. Fear, it can paralyze you. Fear can make you stay stuck. But it's time to do something. Get out of your own way. And I'm telling your listeners to do something about it. And today. Do it today, not tomorrow, today. Beating fear is difficult. But things worth doing are often difficult. So I... I hope the listeners, they get infected by your energy and they work to move forward in their own lives. But I also hope they find the energy to help other people because that's the other side of all of this, right? 
We can yell help forever, but if nobody helps us, we're just not going to get very far. Right. But also, you have to yell help, and maybe the first person you tell is not going to help you, but you yell help again. I mean, nothing happens overnight. How you got there didn't happen overnight. Habit doesn't happen overnight, right? It takes time for these things to happen. It's going to take time for you to get better. You have to want to get better more than you want to stay in this rut. I wanted to survive more than I wanted to die. That's how change happens. I wanted to be happy more than I wanted to be depressed. That's how change happened in my life. So you have to want it more. It's just like with any addiction, alcohol addiction, drug addiction. You get tired of being tired. I was tired of being tired. Ms. Schoff, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about the Real Housewives of New York. What's it like? And is it good for your mental health? Did you enjoy having cameras following you around? Or was it incredibly stressful? You know, it's so funny. I've been with so much stress. I mean, when you beat stage four breast cancer, I don't think anything is close to that. I think my stress level, I, I can handle a lot, right? But I think I wanted to challenge myself and do it and see the women and see how I interacted with them as a coach. And, you know, I know Mother Teresa. I'm not Gandhi. I'm human. I'm real. I'm authentic. Ms. Shaw, you wrote a book called Unstoppable Warrior Woman. Can you tell us about that? You know, Unstoppable Warrior Woman is a book about 40 women who have been through some things. They've been through challenges. They've been through ups and downs. They've been through the ringer and back. And in the end, they survive. So it's a book of giving women hope. And that's why I call it Unstoppable Warrior Woman, W-O-M-A-N, because it's about each and every woman out there that you are not alone. We've been through the trenches and it's helping you with your mental health, helping you get motivation from others to say that you can do it too. If they can do it, you can do it. Now, warrior is a big word for you, right? You, you've used that in other things. You've used it in your app. You used it in your book. Can you tell us why warrior? What is it about that word that Ms. Shaw loves so much? You know, it happened when I was speaking, John Hopkins, the doctor wanted me to speak at an event that started my career years ago. She said, I want you to speak. And I was like, why me? She said, because you're so motivational. I used to come into the chemo room with like red lipstick, fur coat, red pump, having my hair done because I was like, I'm living, not dying. And when I told my story, it was so authentic and real and true to my heart. I never spoken so honest. And a woman stood up and was like, you're a warrior. Wow, you, you can beat anything. And the room started saying, you're a warrior. And that's how I became the warrior coach. Everyone started chanting, you are a warrior. You are a warrior. And Ms. Shaw, I love that story. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you online? Where can they get your books? Where can folks learn more about you? Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Everything is at Bershawn Shaw. You got to spell it B-E-R-S-H-A-N. S-H-A-W. My website is Bershawn.com to help you get motivated and stay connected and get what you want. And my app, www.thelettereurawarrior.com. I'm here for removing the stigma of mental health so we can get what we want and deserve out of life. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you are very welcome. And of course, to all of our listeners, 
thank you. My name is Gabe Howard, and I am the author of Mental Illness is an Asshole and Other Observations, and I'm also a nationally recognized public speaker who would love to be at your next event. My book, of course, is available on Amazon, or you can get a signed copy with free podcast swag, or just learn more about me by heading over to GabeHoward.com. Wherever you downloaded this podcast, please follow or subscribe. It's absolutely free. And hey, do me a favor. Tell a friend. Word of mouth is our best advertising. And we will see you next Thursday on Inside Mental Health. You've been listening to Inside Mental Health, a Psych Central podcast from Healthline Media. Have a topic or guest suggestion? Email us at show at psychcentral.com. Previous episodes can be found at psychcentral.com slash show or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. 1 in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.